Welcome to the Anthropocene. This sunny epoch offers glittering vistas of windswept landscapes that are losing their function and resilience by the day. Step into a world of nutrient-spent, compacted, and structureless soil that harbors less life than an Antarctic desert. Take a frolic with us as we explore heated oceans and lifeless forests that were burnt to a crisp. Ah, that's a spicy meatball. Remember when all those annoying animals cluttered the environment, accompanied by droves of irksome insects and endless boring green landscapes? Ugh, well, fret no more. In the Anthropocene, you'll never have to worry about the predictable changing of the seasons, dreary spring rains, uncomfortably hot summers, and the bother of raking leaves in the fall. Not to mention all that burdensome snow. Instead, get ready for dry heat, followed by torrential downpours causing flash flooding and severe erosion. Who wanted all that topsoil anyway? Yes, in the Anthropocene, you'll just have to worry about the essentials in life. How to grow your own food, where to get supplies, how to make tools and repair your dwelling, how to live in a purposeful community that relies on each other for existence, like our ancestors did, and many more. Who doesn't love a good history lesson? Join us at Soylent Green, where we'll bring you interesting and inspiring guests to educate us for the changing of times. Here at Soylent Green, our mission is to talk with folks who are doing research or work that is impactful against the effects of humanity's hubris, the Anthropocene. But hey, we're not experts either, so Alyssa and I want to invite you along on this journey of discovery and digestion, mentally speaking. Welcome to the second season of Soylent Green. guys, it's Alyssa from the Soylent Green Podcast. I'm Levi. You might have noticed that we took a little break this month from releasing an episode due to the holidays and the new year, and we just wanted to take a little break. But don't worry, we are back. We currently have released 10 episodes for Soylent Green, featuring some of the world's best experts in soil science and agroecology. And with that, we're ending season one with little mini episodes solidifying who we are and you know some of the reasons why we're so excited to make this podcast. Our hope with this podcast is to not only hang out with our amazing, super smart guests and members of the community, but we really want to expand access to the knowledge and work that is currently being conducted regarding climate change and soil science, microbiology, agriculture, etc. We hope that our listeners have learned a lot of fun facts. We also have become more aware of the connectivity of the world that surrounds us, that everything plays its own part, including the people. That being said, we really want you to know that our listeners are the most important part of this little community. If you would be interested in helping out with the podcast or nominating the guest for the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on our social media or email us at soylentgreenpodcast at gmail.com. We're open to all sorts of ideas and suggestions, even if that means you'd like to write a song for this show, display some artwork, or would like to have your own little segment. This podcast can really take the shape of whatever we want it to be. And as an aside, we also have the ability to record from anywhere in the world or the country, not just here in Fort Collins, Colorado. So if you guys have any ideas or if you personally want to record an episode with us, that is totally possible. In this episode, we wanted to take a departure from our normal format and try something special. In our first season, we talked to a variety of researchers in various scientific fields without giving you much personal background ourselves. And we thought it'd be nice to provide that so that you all know where we're coming from and hopefully provide a little context for our interest in this project. 
I'm Michael Levi Johnson, but I've been going by my middle name for the past several years now. And I'm originally from Florida, but I moved out to Colorado in 2016. I focused on soil science at CSU, but I don't really have an agriculture background or even really a outdoorsy kind of background. I'm from the suburbs in Florida, and I grew up more as like a creative artist. I express myself in a few different ways. My journey to CSU kind of does go back a little ways when I was in the Marine Corps from 2007 to 2010. But when I got out of the Marine Corps, I spent almost a couple months on a sustainable living community in North Carolina and pretty much opened my eyes to all kinds of new ideas like permaculture and living more sustainably in general. And it was really cool. They had grew their own food. They dumpster dived a lot for food because, you know, not everybody had normal jobs or money. And they built houses without electricity or running water. The style of house that they built, a lot of people are probably familiar with today, it's called Cobb House. And it's essentially just like an earthen home made with clay and water and sand and some kind of straw as like an aggregate to hold it together. It was really cool. And after seeing that, I realized I wanted to have something similar, a sort of homestead. And that idea has evolved a lot over the years. But I moved back home to Florida for a little bit where I didn't really get to do any of that. And at a certain point, I decided I was going to leave Florida and I just wanted to get out of the state and be closer to some public lands jobs like trail crew or something to that nature, which I had a connection out in Steamboat. So I moved there in 2016 and started like delivering pizzas and ended up delivering pizza to Rocky Mountain Youth Corps, their headquarters. And that's how I learned the organization even existed. And shout out to them. They're pretty awesome. If you are looking for a summer doing some trail work, that's how I became interested in soil science more seriously, because one of our sponsors was a soil scientist for the Forest Service and started taking classes at the community college there in Steamboat just kind of get my feet wet. I took like a wilderness first responder course and some like gen ed stuff. I had gone to college before, but I'd never gotten a degree. And so I was at a career fair and that same sponsor for the Forest Service was there, Kent Foster. And I just started talking to him about possible future in soil science. And he told me that he went to CSU for it. And so I knew it wasn't that far away. So I looked it up and it sounded like a great program and I applied and I got in. And that's how I got my degree in soil science from CSU. And now I'm working in a lab on campus. One of our guests, actually, that we interviewed not too long ago, Diana Wall, the nematology lab. I'm still kind of learning that world because we studied a lot more chemistry side of things. We definitely did some biology, too, and some ecology but it wasn't quite as much as I thought it was going to be. And so this is a really cool learning experience for me. I'm a lifelong learner, so I like bringing that into this podcast as well. How about you, Alyssa? Let's see. I was first exposed to agriculture because I wanted to see the world right after high school. I joined this program called WOOF, which many of you may have heard of. It stands for Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. And essentially, you can go around anywhere and volunteer on farms in exchange for room and board. So it allows you to travel on the cheap. And I woofed in California, Oregon, and in the British Virgin Islands, where I sold fresh fruits and vegetables to people who are 
living on charter ships. I just drove around on a small boat, went up to their big ships, asked if they wanted some fresh food, which is hard to come by when you're on the ocean for multiple weeks at a time. So I loved every aspect of farming. It's such rewarding work. I love being outside. I love getting dirty. After I was done traveling, I worked on some farms back in my home state of New York, um, both small organic farms, big apple farms, organic and conventional. I actually worked for a farm that was owned by Warren Buffett for a little bit. But after doing that for quite some time, I got the itch to travel again. And I decided to apply for the AmeriCorps program where I was stationed in Las Vegas, Nevada, actually doing trail building like Levi. And that was the first time I was exposed to working in conservation. Eventually, I went home back to New York and saw an advertisement for the City of Boulder's Open Space and Mountain Parks Department doing IPM work, integrated pest management. My old crew leader in AmeriCorps had a connection for me there. I got the job and had two weeks to move to Boulder and worked for the City of Boulder for four years. While working for the city of Boulder, we had some restoration projects that we were attempting. And thanks to my really awesome crew and supervisors, we kept running into the same problem in our restoration efforts, which was it's hard to restore an area with a really degraded soil. And realizing that I didn't have a lot of knowledge in this area made me want to go back to school to study soils so that I can be kind of an expert in this little underground niche world. And that led me to CSU and I graduate in May. But yeah, there's a lot of different opportunities. If you have an interest in agriculture or soils, you can start by volunteering on a local farm. You can work with your neighborhood and state a pollinator garden. You can grow your own food. Uh, Yeah, it may seem a little daunting if you're trying to break into a more sustainable lifestyle. Truth be told, it is constant work. But it's good work, the kind that makes you feel fulfilled at the end of the day. To be fair, I live with a few roommates, so helping out around the house and garden is a bit easier. There's already an extended community in place here, but that's not to say that we don't have our own set of hardships and challenges. Everyone has a unique personal journey that they're navigating, and it takes diligence to get through it. So currently, we're getting ready for spring in the garden. Brassicas are getting started inside right now, while the garden's still frozen. There are a few projects around the property that still need to get done, like turning the shed into a well-lit workspace, while keeping in mind that space doesn't have power. We're slowly moving the massive mulch pile, the soil conditions need to be assessed, and planting schedules made. And despite what one might think, I'm not the one doing most of this. My housemate slash landlady is. Anyway, my point is that social media hype will kind of have you believe a sustainable living community can be done easily with a couple of people. And I think it can at certain scales if you're already well-versed and stocked with resources. But for those of us who are still learning, we need guidance and resources, and that's okay. We just need to be strong enough to support each other in our respective vulnerabilities. We believe that community is the bedrock of everything we're talking about in this podcast, well, that and soil. And it's up to all of us what that community looks like. And not everyone will have their hands in the dirt. You know, some people create art, some build structures, some organize the community itself, and some are healers of various capacities. Whatever it is, we hope to spark some inspiration in you with the content we provide. And with that, we need to make a serious acknowledgement. This whole experience is orchestrated by our podcast director, slash producer, slash editor, all the things, Marie, who 
also has her own podcast series called The Mastercast, in which she reviews the best podcasts in easily digestible few-minute episodes. What you guys might not know is that Marie is always sitting in the studio with us with our guests. She is the mastermind behind it all. Marie, do you want to throw in your email? Sure. So hi, everyone. I'm Marie, and I'm lucky enough to do a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff for Soiling Green. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, need somebody to take over the heavy lifting of editing, or just have questions in general, you can reach out to me at marietao at coloradopodcastproductions.com or check out my website, coloradoproductions.com. Thanks. Well, we just want to say thank you for listening. We've heard a lot of amazing feedback. It's been an honor getting to do this for everybody and getting to talk to all the guests that we have. And we really appreciate, like Melissa said, all the feedback and great stories about how people have heard about us. It's really inspiring and humbling, honestly. So thank you guys so much because it doesn't happen without you. And we hope you enjoyed season one of Soylent Green. And we hope that you stay tuned for season two. We release a new podcast at the end of every month. So keep a lookout for us and let us know what you think. Stay soiled, everyone. <laughs>